Jai Sadhguru Dev everyone. Good morning to all of you. My name is Srirang and I have joined this satsang from North Carolina. So before we begin this session, I would like to bow down and offer my prayers to the holy feet of Lord Sadhguru Dev. So please uh, join me by closing your eyes and please stay muted. Bar bar vandana karun Sadguru Dev Hamar Yaha Vaha Sabatamame Mahima Aparampar Sharan Sharan Mesharan He Guru Bandi Chor Mohe Ubaro He यह so welcome to English uh, Satsang organized by North America Institute of Vihangam Yoga. When uh, current times our day-to-day -day life has become busy in fulfilling our physical and mental requirements and social responsibilities, in this fast-paced routine life, the requirements of our soul are often forgotten. So first of all, I would like to congratulate each one of you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to fulfill the requirements of our soul through this satsang. So today we will continue learning from Swarved uh, and we have you know experienced speaker <coughs> to talk about Swarved. So we will now continue our discussion on Swarved Doha. Um, as we all know, Swarved was written by Sadhguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj in the state of uh, Chetan Samadhi or a conscious Samadhi. Um, and, you know, um, Swamiji has always explained how important it is for all disciples uh, uh, to understand Swarved. Uh, Santaprabhar Vigyan Devji Maharaj says that, um, you know, the one who is attached or associated with Swarved is associated with Vihangam Yoga. So you can importance the understand of understanding Swarved. Um, it also has, you know, we, um, it has been described as uh, encyclopedia of the spirituality. You know, there is no question in spirituality that uh, for which you cannot find answer in Swarved. You know, it, it's that that level of uh, knowledge uh, Swamiji has written in this, uh, uh, you know, in in this uh, in the Swarved. Um, and um, without reading and understanding Swarved, one cannot make spiritual progress. And to help us assist um, in this process, um, we have very knowledgeable disciple of Sadhguru Dev, uh, Shudhanchuji, with us. Um, you know, we have heard him in so many satsangs. He, uh, you know, he's um, able to explain very deeper and, um, you know, spiritual concepts with very, you know, very ease. I know it helps us understand um, Swarved very easily. So I, without any further delay, I would hand over to uh, Shudhanshuji. Please uh, enlighten us with the Swarved wisdom. Over to you, Shudhanshuji. Thank you uh, very much, Shudhanshuji. Uh, first, I would like to put my prayers in the lotus feet of Sadhguru Dev. Nukhandamandalakaram Vyaktam enacharacharam Tatpadam darasitam ena Tashma Shri Guruve Namaha Sharana Sharana Man Sharana Hum He Guru Bandi Chor Mohe Ubaro He Guru Yaha Saubara Nihor I'm going down in the Lotus feet of Ananta Sri Shadurudev Bhagwan on the lotus feet of Sadguru Tradikari Ananta Sri Vigyan Devji Maharaj Antarashtriya Santa Sri Nam Devji Maharaj 
in the lotus feet of entire acharya family and i welcome to all the spiritual seeker who join today's session to discuss the couplets which we are picking from the book which we all called as the encyclopedia of spirituality the book whose name itself describes that it rules the spiritual world the name is swaraved means the book which contains the knowledge of swa swa means the soul and supreme soul so let's start with the discussion with the discussion of the couplet which we are going to understand today which we are going to discuss today and uh, i will request someone to please uh, go through this couplet and uh, then we will start the discussion anyone who is uh, available please come forward and read this couplet for all of us jaisa gudev ek sakal asakamb hai ek chalavan haar badh mukt tatv ek hai ek chhodavan haar thank you thank you very much uh, niranjan ji for uh, reading this couplet so in this doha swami ji is mentioning about four entities so what he is saying ek sakal askambh hai the first entity is sakal askambh ek chalavanhar the second entity is chalavanhar baddh mukt ek tattva ek hai the third entity is the one who is baddh and mukt and ek chudavanhar the fourth entity is chudavanhar before we go in the discussion of all these entities let's see what swami ji has mentioned about these entities and how many entities swami ji has explained in swarved when we start our spiritual journey the very basic thing for us to know is what is eternal and what is not why it is important it is important for us to know because we as a soul are eternal so we can only attain for that entity which is eternal in nature so swami ji has explained in swarved that there are six eternal entities so what are those six eternal entities so the very first one is supreme soul whom here he is explaining as a sakala skambha we will go through that what's the meaning of this the second entity he mentioned as akshara brahma what he is mentioning here as a chalavanhar the third entity is baddha mukta tattva what it is it's the soul that is a third entity what is the fourth eternal entity that is chudavanhar means the sadguru what is the fifth eternal entity that is moola prakriti and what is the sixth eternal entity that is the time the kal so swami ji has mentioned that there are six eternal entity now as we know that there are six eternal entity swami ji has further divided it based on another nature what is that nature that nature is consciousness and inertness so further after explaining the six eternal entity swami ji has mentioned that out of these six eternal entity there are four entities which are conscious in nature what are those four so supreme soul 
then akshara brahma then soul and sadguru so these are the conscious entity mula prakriti is inert and kal the time is neither conscious nor inert so now what we can conclude that in this couplet in this doha we are going to discuss about those four entities which is eternal in nature as well as which is conscious in nature so what is the meaning of eternal the meaning of eternal is the one who neither take birth nor die the one who is always present that is eternal and who is conscious the conscious is the one who can do the things by themselves the difference between conscious and inert is the action happen in inert by the conscious inert cannot move by itself inert cannot change by itself the change the movement happening in inert through conscious entity so conscious is the one who have their own consciousness who can act by themselves so that is the conscious entity so now let's come to this couplet where swami ji is mentioning about four conscious and eternal entity the four entity who are conscious in nature as well as eternal in nature so what is the first one the first one is ek sakal askambha hai what is the meaning of skamb the meaning of skamb is the one who beholds the creation what it means the one who is the base of this creation who is the pillar and who is the pillar the pillar is the one whom we all say as the supreme being the para brahma the one who is so small that he is in the every particle of this world who is within the smallest even the smallest the tiniest particle and who is so big so huge that he is present in all four pada so that entity is sakal askamb that entity is param purush parmatma what swami ji has mentioned about this entity so swami ji has mentioned that param purush parmatma is sachidanand so why i am mentioning this word word sachidanand the reason i am mentioning is because as of now we discussed about two properties what was the first one the first one was eternal entity right that is the first you can say the first property that the param purush parmatma the almighty is eternal in nature what was the second that was consciousness so param purush parmatma the almighty is conscious in nature so the word sachidanand describes the third property which makes him different from all other entities and which describes why he is the supreme being so what is the third property so the third property resides in the word sachidanand so the word sachidanand actually made from the three words what are those three words sat plus chit plus anand so what is the meaning of sat sat means eternal the one who always resides what is the meaning of chit chit means the one who is conscious in nature and what is the meaning of anand the meaning of anand is who is the source of eternal bliss 
So the entire bliss of this universe resides on that entity. That entity is Sachidananda. So who is that entity? That entity is that Sakalas Kambh about whom we are discussing today. So he is the source of all bliss. He is the source of all knowledge. Swamiji has mentioned so many couplets in Swarved which explains the, the eternality, which explains the beauty and the power of Almighty. What Swamiji has mentioned in Swarved, if I just mention one or two couplets, Swamiji is saying, Amit Jnana Guna Shakti Hai Bal Aishwarya Anant Amit Kriya Sanjukta Hai Mahima Teja Anant So, Almighty is that entity who have Amit Jnana Guna Shakti. What it means? Who have the infinite knowledge, power, what else Swamiji is mentioning? That he is the one who is the Jaganiyanta. It means based on his, his will itself, this entire universe create. He is the one who is behind everything. Swamiji is mentioning Sarva Vyapi Sarva hai. What it means? He is the one who lives everywhere. Sarva Vyapi. He is present everywhere. Sarva hai. What is the meaning of Sarva He is the one who knows everything. The thing which is present, the thing which is hidden. He knows both the things. So he is Sarva Vyapi. He is present everywhere. He is Sarva He is the one who knows everything. Sarva Shakti Jagadhar. It means he have all the powers in Jagadhar. Means he is the one who is the Adhar of this Jagad, who is the base of this universe. Sachidananda Swarupa hai. Means what is the form of that entity? Sachidananda. Means who is eternal, who is conscious. And who is the eternal bliss? Jagadatam Savinyara. So who is the Nyara in this Jagat? Means he is the, uh, you can say, uh, very different and very unique in this entire universe. So the one who knows everything, who is present everywhere, who is the base of this universe, and who is the eternal bliss? That entity is a scum who is the pillar of this entire universe. So that is the first entity about which Swamiji has mentioned in this couplet and that entity we call as Sakala Skamba. Now, before going to the second entity, one more thing about this entity is the form. What is the form of Parampurush? What is the form of Supreme Being? So Swamiji has mentioned that the form of Parampita Parameshwar is Prakashamaya. What it means? He is full with divine light. You can experience him on that form. Now, that's the form of Supreme Being. That's the qualities, that, that's the divine powers of Supreme Being. The first entity itself, Swamiji has explained so many couplets, Swamiji has mentioned so many couplets in Swarved about Sakalaskam that one or two sessions may not be even enough to describe about it. But now as we 
understand about this first eternal and conscious entity, the Supreme Being, let's try to understand the next entity. And it is very important to understand this entity because I believe when I was initially started reading Swarvedha, I was very much confused in the property and in the work of these two entities. So let's all try to understand it uh, in a more deeper way. So the second entity Swamiji has mentioned, Ek Chalavanhar, what it means. It means Chalavanhar is the one who regulates the creation. So who is that entity? Swamiji is saying that entity is Akshara Brahma. In Swarved, Swamiji has mentioned in so many couplets about Akshara Brahma, about the power of Akshara Brahma. Swamiji is mentioning the property of this entity, the property of Akshara Brahma, that he is the one who or about whose presence this Srishti, this entire creation starts. So how it starts, how it begins. So by, by the will of Supreme Being, by the will of Sakalaskamba, Akshar Brahma starts this creation with the vibration. Swamiji has mentioned in Swarveda, Akshara Mahi Kampa hai, Maya Yoga Vikasa, Srishti ke Pradhur Bhava hai, Akshara Jag Parkas. What it means? That Akshara is the one, Akshara Mahi Kampa hai, means he is the one who, whose vibration creates this entire universe. And even in Swarveda, Swamiji has asked at many places about Akshar Brahma by questioning the spiritual disciple that let me know what is the reason behind this vibration. Swamiji is asking Kampa Sakal Sansarame Yaha Kiska Hai Kampa Kauna Deva Kyun Kampa Hai Vidwana Kahi Kampa Swamiji is asking all the spiritual seekers that in this entire creation, there is vibration. Vibration is behind that creation. Not only script, uh, the spiritual scriptures, even the modern science has discovered that there is a cre uh, vibration behind this creation. So Stephen Hawkins on his, one of the last uh, explanations he accepted this and he mentioned that there is a vibration behind this creation of universe and about the same vibration Swamiji is asking in Swarved Kampasakal Sansarame means there is a vibration in this entire creation Yah kiska hai kamp so if there is a vibration in this creation so this vibration belongs to whom? Yeh kiska hai kamp? Kaun deva kyu kamp hai? So who is that divine power from whom this vibration is coming and kyu kamp hai? What is the reason behind this vibration? Vidhu ne kahi kamp. So the seeker, please explain this. That who is this divine power through which this vibration is coming and creating this entire universe. Further, Swamiji explains in Swarved, Tum me bhi hai. This vibration is within yourself as well. Your existence in this, in this prakriti, your existence in this creation is based on that vibration. That's why Swamiji is mentioning, Tum me bhi hai. You don't know that. 
कंप कहां से होत है समझत गुरु गम कोई सो फ्रॉम वेयर दिस वाइब्रेशन इज हैपनिंग हु विल अंडरस्टैंड दिस हु विल एक्सप्लोर दिस द वन हु इज समझत गुरु गम कोई सो द वन हु इज इन द पाथ ऑफ मास्टर दैट वन विल एक्सपीरियंस दिस वॉट ही विल एक्सपीरियंस दैट फ्रॉम वेयर दिस वाइब्रेशन इज कमिंग who is behind this vibration and how this vibration is creating this entire universe so the entity who is behind this vibration that entity is akshar brahma <clears throat> so akshar brahma is the second eternal and conscious entity who is chalavanhar means who regulates the creation of this entire universe by the will of supreme beings by the will of sakalas kam swami ji has further explained that how this akshar brahma works how the vibration of akshar brahma works so swami ji has explained in swarved that akshar se srishti chale means this entire universe this entire creation work on the base of akshara brahma with his power with his vibration this entire srishti this entire creation works akshara mahi samaye akshara se srishti chale akshara mahi samaye what it means that it, it this entire creation works originates from akshara brahma and it dissolve in akshar brahma as well akshar mahi samay so it comes from akshar brahma and it dissolve in akshar brahma akshar karta srishti ka so akshar is the one who creates the srishti but how so in the next line in the last line swami ji explain this akshar se srishti chale akshar mahi samay akshar karta srishti ka परम पुरुष बल पाए सो वॉट स्वामी जी सेंग इट क्लियरली डिफ्रेंसिएट बिटवीन दीज टू पावर बिटवीन परम पुरुष परमात्मा द सुप्रीम बींग एंड द अक्षर ब्रह्म सो विथ द पावर ऑफ सुप्रीम बींग परम पुरुष बल पाए वॉट इट मीन्स बाय गेनिंग द पावर बाय टेकिंग द पावर ऑफ परम पुरुष बाय टेकिंग द विल ऑफ परम पुरुष akshar brahma creates this entire universe and dissolve this entire universe the creation and dissolution of this universe the creation that akshar brahma does by the will of param purush by the will of by the power of supreme being so that's what swami ji is explaining and defining that what is the akshar brahma and how he works in this entire creation so who is the one who is behind that vibration who is the vibration and with his presence this entire creation works and dissolves now when i was reading swarved i was trying to understand this in more deeper sense maybe this could be only my personal understanding <clears throat> but the beauty of spirituality is any explanation if you see it works on both the zone what are the those two zones once in the broader way and another in the minute way so i was trying to understand and this comparison this understanding actually comes to me when i read the couplet where swami ji is mentioning tum mein bhi yah kamp hai tum nahi janat soi then i started thinking that if this vibration is happening within me as well then how i can correlate about the creation of this entire universe by akshar brahma and about 
my world, my universe, which I am experiencing, and how Akshar Brahma is impacting both in the similar way. Let's try to understand that. And if there is any, uh, uh, we can say, any confusion or any mistake on that, that will be totally my understanding because that comes from uh, my own uh, level of intellect. So that was, like as Swarvid says, that this entire universe is created by the vibration of Akshar Brahma. Even if we consider about individual soul, if we consider about ourself, so the vibration which is happening within our life, that vibration is happening because of which entity? What is the entity within human body which is behind the vibration of everything what is happening in your life? If we try to find that very minutely, we will understand that it's the mind who's creating all kind of, you can say, uh, ups and downs and everything in your life. <clears throat> and what is your world? Your world is wherever your mind goes. Whatever your mind shows you, that is your world. In other sense, we can understand that we know only those things where our mind goes so far. right? And that's my world itself. There are more than 200 countries in this earth. But we don't know about all the countries. There are many countries whose name we may have not even heard. But it doesn't mean that does not exist. But what we can say, that may not exist in my world. It means, what is the meaning of my world? The meaning of my world is the world which is known to me. And that world is actually created by my mind. And that mind originates from Akshar Brahma as well. So even in my world, all the vibrations, all the deviations and everything is happening from that Akshar Brahma source itself. And in spirituality, how this, like when Akshar Brahma is there, the vibration of Akshar Brahma is there, this entire creation appears and dissolves later as well. So similarly, till that mind entity is in our life, the vibrations is there. And when it dissolves in its source, that our, our world's creation also dissolves. So that is the basic understanding which I was trying to correlate. But that is uh, my own understanding that could be, that could contain uh, little bit fault as well. But this is what I understand when I was reading different couplets in Swarved about Akshar Brahma. Now, Swamiji also exp explains, <clears throat> as of now, we only read about the creation that based on the, the will of Supreme Being, based on the power of Supreme Being, the akshara performs the vibration and through the vibrations this entire creation happens. So if creation happens through the vibration, how it dissolves? Swamiji further explains, akshara shre srishti chale, akshara mahi samaya, So this is the one where Swamiji is saying that uh, this entire universe works through Akshar and it dissolves in Akshar. In the next couplet, what Swamiji says, Antar Akshar Bhaya, how this dissolution of universe works. See, Swamiji is explaining in a very beautiful way that Antar Akshar Bhaya, Ashrit Purusha Adhar, 
धार कंप से हीन जग सारी सृष्टि संहार सो हाउ सृष्टि हाउ दिस इंटायर यूनिवर्स डिजॉल्व दैट स्वामी जी इज एक्सप्लेनिंग इन अ वेरी साइंटिफिक वे इनिशियली ही एक्सप्लेन हाउ दिस सृष्टि क्रिएट्स गॉड क्रिएटेड नाउ ही इज एक्सप्लेनिंग हाउ इट डिजॉल्व तो स्वामी जी सेज अंतर्मुख अक्षर भया सो वेन द अक्षर ब्रह्म he pulls his vibrational force then this entire universe dissolves that's what he is saying and why he is taking back his vibrational force ashrit purush aadhar based on the power of that supreme soul based on the will of the supreme soul when he pulls back his vibrational force then what happens धार कंप से हीन जग मींस व्हेन देर इज नो फोर्स ऑफ वाइब्रेशन देन सारी सृष्टि संहार देन दिस होल यूनिवर्स द होल क्रिएशन डिजॉल्व्स सो द क्रिएशन स्टार्ट्स व्हेन देर इज अ फोर्स ऑफ वाइब्रेशन कम्स आउट फ्रॉम अक्षर ब्रह्म एंड इट डिजॉल्व्स व्हेन द वाइब्रेशनल फोर्स इज बीइंग टेकन अवे बाय द सुप्रीम बाय द अक्षर ब्रह्म on the will of supreme soul so that's the second entity about which swami ji has explained here as a chalavanhar the entity is akshara brahma who is eternal in nature who is conscious in nature and he is the one who is the creator of this entire universe by the will of supreme being by the power of supreme being now one last point about this entity is what is the place of akshar brahm where akshar brahm resides in this four par jagat so swami ji has mentioned about that as well <coughs> swami ji says in swarved that akshar hai ek pad mein akshar mah sansar srishti pralay akshar kare akriya purush hamar so this couplet swami ji is explaining that where akshara resides and how what what is the work of akshara and what is the status of param purush at that moment so akshara hai ek pad mein so out of the four pad the four if you divide the entire existence into the four parts so three part is supreme being and the fourth pad on that fourth pad the akshara brahma resides he lives in the fourth pad pad he is not in the three pad he is in the fourth pad and within akshara the sansar is there akshara hai ek pad mein akshara mah sansar so akshara is in the fourth pad the fourth part of this entire universe you can say and on that fourth pad within akshar the sansar is there means the creation is there srishti pralay akshar kare and that akshar is the one who do what he does he does the creation and dissolution he is the one who who perform this akriya purusha hamar so the supreme being is akriya it means he is not doing this but with his will with his power akshar is the one who is performing this task so the param purush the almighty the first entity the sakala skambha is akriya there there is no vibration on him so if you <coughs> try to understand the basic difference between the supreme being and the akshara brahm so the basic difference is akshara brahm has the vibration supreme being doesn't have the vibration what swami ji has mentioned in swarved kasa adig adol hai kamp nahi hai tahi jag mein akshara kamp hai anubhav darshan mahi so in this couplet in this doha swami ji has clearly explained the basic difference between supreme being and akshara brahma 
सो कशा अडिग अडोला है वॉट इट मीन्स हुज कशा सो कशा इज द वर्ड विच केम फ्रॉम वेदास एंड दिस वर्ड इज बींग यूज फॉर द सुप्रीम बींग इन वॉट स्वामी जी एस मैंशनिंग हियर दैट कशा अडिग अडोल है सो देर इज नो मूवमेंट इन कशा इन सुप्रीम बींग कंप नहीं है ताही the vibration is not present on kasha the vibration is not present on the supreme being he is not moving he is not vibrating jag mein akshar kamp hai so that vibration is this in entire creation and that vibration is coming from akshar brahm anubhav darshan pahi how you will experience that when you will be in your deep meditation when you will go on the higher level of vihangam yoga meditation then you will experience this what you will experience you will experience the vibration of akshara brahma you will experience that the vibration is coming from akshara brahma and when you further proceed in your meditation then what you will experience then you will experience then that the kasha the param purush does not have any vibration his adig his adol so this is the two entity and this is the property of these two entity and the basic difference between these are the basic difference between these two entity we can further go for the other two entity but before going to that uh, i would like to request um, if anyone have any query about it or uh, anyone want to add anything about it then we can talk that and then further we can go for the other two entities if we will have enough time so uh, over to you shriranj ji uh, we can start the discussion if anyone have to share anything or any questions or confusions are there thank you jay shivudev स्वामीजीम्य करावही अनुभव युक्ति लखाई सो इट ऑल यू नो टॉक्स अबाउट सदगुरु एंड द सुप्रीम सोल इन द सेम यू नो इन द सेम दोहा एंड एक्सप्लेन्स हाउ सदगुरु कैन हेल्प अस अटेन यू नो ऑलमाइटी यू नो विदाउट सदगुरुज हेल्प इट इज नॉट पॉसिबल सो थैंक यू वेरी मच सुजांशु जी फॉर यू नो एक्सप्लेनिंग दिस दोहा uh we will now open this forum for any questions um people may have on this doha and yes sudev this is bj i just want to add one line uh, the comment from previous week uh from our uh, hasmuk bhai when he was mentioning that uh, the entity which is a subject of experience where even if we try to intellectualize it understand it through intelligence when rishi said neti neti on this even after experience they had to say neti neti on this then um, is there any way to basically his his point that i wanted to complete here is uh, uh we we should still feel very fortunate about the fact that sadguru sadafal dev ji maharaj has very clearly stated in swarvedana i think just now you brought it up 
Shirangji, that uh, it is not neti after Sadhguru shows it. It is neti only when it is through incomplete experience. The glory of Sadhguru is that when Sadhguru makes us experience Almighty, then it is no more neti. I mean, that, that's all I wanted to add here. Yes, Thank you, Vijayji. Yes, Sadhguru uh, This is Nidanjan. Um That was a beautiful explanation, Pradhan Shuji. Um, my question was actually maybe related with this Doha or around it is uh, um, when we say that the Akshar is uh, Trikal, um, I think the previous week we had discussed a little bit about that. And uh, uh, so the trikal means it pervades through all avasthas, all the six avasthas, and also all the time, which is uh, past, present, future. So, and then we talk about six entities where Kali is one of the entity. So if uh, so, it's an eternal clock. But then, how can uh, above the prakriti uh, one transcends the uh, um, um, the time. How does the eternal clock stays when one is above the the, the three colors? Or so, if uh, you could just uh, help understand, that would be great. Thank you. Ji, uh, thank you very much, Niranjanji, for uh, this question. Uh, I will try to add uh, what I understand uh, so far and I'll request Vijay Bhaiya and someone to please add on it as well. So if you talk about the one of the sixth eternal entity, Kala, then as I mentioned in the beginning, Swamiji has mentioned that uh, these entities are either conscious and inert in nature. But when you read about Kal, Swamiji is mentioning that it is neither inert nor conscious. So Kal is different than rest of the five entities, even on this second property, that is consciousness or inertness. And Kal is the one which actually helps on the count of this uh, creation and dissolution. That's why it is above Prakriti, right? If it is within Prakriti, then at the time of creation, it works perfectly as we all can understand. But how you will calculate the time and duration of the dissolution if it is within Prakriti, right? When dissolution will happen, when the Akshar Brahma will take its vibrational force back, then Prakriti will shrink down into its true form which we call as the Mulu Prakriti and if time resides on that uh, on within Prakriti then it should not be present on the on the time of dissolution so that's the reason we can we can uh, understand and conclude that time is not within Prakriti time is above that now Further, if you uh, further see the explanation that it's neither inert nor conscious in nature. So based on the, uh, you can say the state of ourself, we takes it differently, right? So even in uh, many places in Swarved, when you are within the zone of Prakriti, it means you are within the zone of time as well, right? then you experience it different, differently, right? But when you are beyond that, on the fourth zone, the two, when you, uh, on the fourth dimension, at somewhere it is mentioned, right? So time, so that experience of time is differently. And uh, 
I would request if Vijay Bhai or someone can explain about that. But that is uh, the basic understanding which I have, and maybe it it cannot clarifies your your question. So if someone else can also add, it will be really great. Thank you. Yes, so I think I would like to add a couple of things. Um, so Swamiji has clearly mentioned that, you know, time is an entity by itself and it is eternal, right? That is why it has its own existence. Uh, one thing that I, um, you know, we have heard in the past satsangs is the, the satta of time only exists in um, you know, it is it is not in the uh, in that zone of consciousness. That means within uh, within the Paramatma or the three fourth uh, bliss, the time uh, doesn't exist. We have heard that when somebody you know when the soul is in liberation, there is no fixed time. You know, it is kind of timeless. But uh, when we are in the prakruti, when we are in you know uh, the bondage, um, th there you know time exists. So I think that is also another uh, dimension about the time. It, you know, it it even though it exists as an entity outside of the prakriti, it doesn't exist within the paramatma. You know, in in the three fourth uh, bliss or the ocean of bliss. Jaisat Gurudev. So I think uh, instead of talking about the the scope of time in terms of prakriti. We should, like Srirangji said, in three-fourth region, it does not exist. So we should look at it from the three-fourth against one-fourth. So Prakriti and Kal, they both exist in one-fourth region of Paramatma. Therefore, whether it is, instead of saying it is above Prakriti or inside Prakriti, we should say they are, they exist at the same time within one-fourth region. So, Kal ki satta ek, ek paad srishti mein hoti hai. So, isliye jo paramatma hai, us chahe srishti rahe ya na rahe, paramatma us kal ka upayok karke kab srishti banani hai aur kab pralay karna hai. That is what paramatma decides, right? So, kal equally exists along with prakriti within one-fourth region. So, there Scope of Prakriti and scope of Kal is one-fourth region. So we should be talking, I think, only as a, from the perspective of Paramatma's whole um, existence rather than in uh, uh, in terms or comparing with, uh, you know, Prakriti. So that will probably give us more, you know, clarity about the, um, uh, where Kal, uh, you know, resides. Yeah, just good. Very, very thank you. I think, Yogesh, uh, you just answered it, actually. Uh, so we will move on looking at the time to next phase. Uh, we all know that, uh, you know, the best time to meditate is between uh, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., which is called as Brahma Murat. Uh, but most of us are unable to take advantage of this time. Uh, so to encourage all of us, Navy has started a WhatsApp group called Brahma Murat Warriors. Uh, the goal of, you know, the participants in that group is to uh, meditate on their own during Brahma Murat time and then simply send, a, you know, message done on the group. Uh, there is no session to join. Uh, if you're interested to join the group, please let us know. We'll send you the link to join. Uh, so the warriors of the week are the people who have been meditating, uh, you know, every day throughout the week. Uh, the warriors of the week for this week are Amit Raikarji, uh, Bhagwati Patelji, uh, Mukesh Kumarji, Niranjan Kumarji, Prachik Shirsagarji, uh, Seema Singhji, uh, my name is also there, Surya Alam Rajuji, Tejinder Sahadevji, Yogesh Shirsagarji. Um, thank you everyone for encouraging us uh, to take advantage of this time. We also have inductees of the week. Uh, these are the disciples who have meditated at least uh, one day uh, in the week. Um, I know these names are usually in the warriors of the week. So, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, life happens and you miss a day and, uh, you know, but um, good thing is, you know, uh, everybody is trying to spend their time and take in taking advantage of the best time to meditate, which is 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, inductees of the week are Dave Millerji, Geetji, Lalmani ji, Radha ji, Rahul Avasti ji, Rajkumar Gupta ji, Ranjani ji, Sudhanshu ji, uh, 
Tanujaji and Vijayji. Thank you everyone for encouraging us uh, to take the advantage of the best time to meditate. Um, so let's move on to the last phase of our satsang. <clears throat> so now we have reached uh, the last phase of today's workshop. Um, in this phase, we, uh, we are going to chant a short version of Guru Vandana, Arati and Shantipat. Vandana is the prayer through which uh, we seek blessings of Sadgurudev. Uh, we request well-being, health, wealth, and seek his blessings for spiritual knowledge. Uh, to recite the Vandana, I request uh, Jessica Ji uh, to sing this uh, wonderful play, uh, prayer. Over to you, Jessica Ji. Jessica Rudev, Vandana. Prabhu Kalpa Santa Samaja Uttama Sarva Dharma Achaya He Jimmy Nadia Ashrita Sinduki He Vishwapatha Maya Karya He Prabhu Satya Santa Samaja Tira Aparaksha Kijiye Jana Sadavala Gyana Bhakti Vridi Dina Dina Kijiye. Thank you, Jessica Ji. Our next prayer to his, um, um, sorry, our next prayer is Arti. Um, uh, in our, through Arti, we acknowledge the power of Almighty and pray that all disciples experience eternal joy, love, and freedom from worries under his holy guidance. I request everyone to stand up for Aarti and again request Jessica Ji to sing the last few lines of Aarti. Over to you. Aarti. Je Guru Deva Hare Sat Guru Deva Hare Shri Shajanana Keshanshe Shana Medora Kare Jo Shanana Miawe Satapata Pawe Mohamite Jivaka Sukha Shanti Vea Pawe Dukadamite Jagaka Guru Morati Gati Chandrama Seva Kanayana Chakor Palaka Palaka Nirakatarae Guru Morati Kiyor Shweta Shweta Maya Shweta He Shweta Shweta Maya Shweta Tina Pada Amrita Bara Shweta Mahanada Shweta Ashta chakra sabashunya para Dara adake pa Tahasadavala karakia Puli parasansa. Thank you, Jessica Ji, um, <clears throat> uh, for reciting Arti in really melodious voice. Um, so now we all can uh, sit down for Shanti part. Uh, in the Shanti part, we chant for peace for everyone in this universe. Uh, may Sadhguru Dev bless the entire cosmos with peace, love, and prosperity. Uh, I again request uh, Jessica Ji to recite last few lines of Shanti part. Shanti part. Hey, Prabhu Shanti Swarupa. Shanti Shanti Maya Shanti 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 Jana Shanti Ho Porna Shanti Maya Shanti He Prabhu Shanti Pradhanakara Duravaho Sarva Shanti Deva Sadafula Shanti Maya Shanti Shanti Sukha Shanti Thank you, Jessica Ji, for reciting Guru Vandana, Arti, and Shantipat and concluding the session. So this we with this we conclude today's session. Uh, 
you know, for I really appreciate everybody's active participation and thank you. Um, you know, special thanks to um, Vijay ji, um, Sudhanshu ji, uh, Jessica ji, Geet ji, Niranjan ji, both Niranjan jis, uh, uh, Yogesh ji, Hasmuk ji. Um, thank you for your active participation. This your discussion basically helped us understand this topic in very detail. Um, so we will need, uh, meet next week at the same time, uh, next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. on the same Zoom link uh, for the next session. I request uh, Sadhgurudev uh, to bless us and, uh, you know, hoping for a wonderful day ahead for all of you. Thank you and Jai Sadhgurudev.